Hello and welcome to Women's Worries, a podcast hosted by me, Megan Stone, in order to raise awareness of issues that women face across the country on a constant basis that we as a nation need to address and put a stop to. In today's episode, we will be covering the recent spiking scandal that has escalated and how it's affected women across the UK. Spiking has been on the rise in recent weeks, with a large number of women coming forward to speak of their experiences in order to raise awareness of the problem. It has sparked a mass uproar and worry amongst the community, asking the question of who you can really trust when you go out. Typically, spiking comes from substances that are dropped into someone's drink whilst they're not looking. So safety precautions can be easily taken with covering your drink or ensuring it has not been left unattended. However, there have been recent reports of people being spiked through being injected by a needle, with the use of numbing cream to ensure the victim is totally unaware of what's happening to them. Official figures have shown that the incidence of UK spikings have doubled within the last three years. GHB, ketamine, Valium and Rehypnol are the most common substances used to spike beverages, as they do not generate a flavour or a scent, which makes it difficult for the victim to realise that they've been spiked until it's too late to prevent it. Although there is no definitive way to tell if your drink has been spiked, and you shouldn't rely on these ways to rule it out, occasionally there are certain telltale indicators. Substances that are less water-soluble may cause murkiness or cloudiness, although this usually dissipates fast and isn't always notable in dark environments such as clubs. Researchers have also said that spiked drinks may have excessive bubbles and a change in colour of the liquid. Whilst the symptoms of spiking will not appear the same in everyone due to varying substances and doses used, some potential symptoms can include nausea, vomiting, hallucinations, paranoia, loss of balance, visual impairment, confusion or even unconsciousness. I spoke to a victim of spiking who told us about her horrific experience And for personal reasons, she wanted to remain anonymous and therefore her responses have been voiced by an actor. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell us your experience in as much or as little detail as you feel comfortable with? So for personal reasons, I want to keep the place anonymous, but basically I have absolutely no memory of half the night after I got spiked. The last thing I remember is being sitting at the bar with my friend and the next thing I knew I was waking up in my bed. I've been told that I was dragged out of the venue by a man who attempted to pull me into a taxi with three other men already in it. Luckily, someone I knew nearby saw this happening and managed to pull me away. I then remained unconscious outside the venue before my boyfriend came to pick me up and take me home. So what action did you take once you regained consciousness and wellness to know what had happened? The first thing I did was report it to the police. I got tested and the police found a tranquilizer in my system, which is obviously a very strong drug, which makes it even scarier for me. I then tried to contact the manager of the establishment that I was in, but he would not take any measures to find out what happened, which makes me extremely angry because I obviously want to find out exactly how it happened as I'm very careful with my drinks and I want to find the person who did it. I felt totally disregarded and despite it being one of my favourite places to go, I won't be going there again. And how has this experience impacted you on wanting to go out in the future? My experience has definitely left me feeling more anxious when I go out and I hesitate to drink as much as I normally would at the fear of losing consciousness again. I don't think it's fair that myself and others are left feeling like this, but it's just how the world is now, unfortunately. And what do you think clubs can do to make people feel safer? I want clubs such as the one that I was in to be a lot more aware of the spiking that takes place there. I want them to start doing more thorough searches of everyone who comes in, for example. I know they have all advertised their drink testing kits, which is great, as long as they keep measures in place to prevent it as much as they can. So, what can we do as a nation to prevent spiking? 
Although there is no way to completely stop the crime, we can put measures in place to minimise the risk of contamination of drinks. Simple acts such as not leaving friends on their own, making sure drinks are in your possession at all times whilst keeping a hand or thumb over the top, and keeping an eye out for anyone who may look suspicious and distancing yourself from them. There have also been establishments that have put schemes in place to ensure their customers are aware that they've put their safety measures in place. For example, putting posters up to promote drink testing kits have been put up in numerous pubs, clubs and restaurants, along with posters to promote the Ask the Angela scheme, which is where people using the facilities can approach a member of staff, ask if Angela is working and will automatically be taken to a safe place or appropriate transport will be arranged for them to exit the premises. A couple of well-known establishments such as Slug and Lettuce and Revolutions have recently been in the centre of attention across social media for bringing out Stop Tops which are essentially stickers that they put on top of glasses to prevent any substances being slipped into drinks. Smaller premises such as bars at local universities have also been putting measures in place to keep their students safe across the city. The president of the student union at Marjon University told me how they're working together with the University of Plymouth and Plymouth College of Art to keep their students safe. So I know from a student union perspective, Marjon Student Union, University of Plymouth Student Union and Plymouth College of Arts Student Union. We've all worked together on this over half term and before that. That's been going really well. Obviously, Marjon students use Plymouth University's facilities quite a lot. So I had quite a vested interest in making sure that UPSU was just as safe as Marjon is. They've started doing bag searches and things like that, which I fully agree with. So at the start of the year, before any of this started happening, the local police came up and I had a chat with them and they gave us some drink testing kits. So we're officially a drink spiking testing venue. And we also have the Ask for Angela scheme, which helps in a way with this as well. So that's what we're doing at Bar John specifically. Although it is promising that pubs and clubs are all putting safety measures in place, there is still a lot more that needs to be done to ensure the safety of women when they go out. If all women look out for each other and become more vigilant to their surroundings, we can all keep each other safe. Thank you for joining me on this week's Women's Worries podcast. I have been your host, Megan Stone, and I'll be back again next week. Until then, stay safe.